1: All right, we're back in the com Mortgage Show, ready to answer your questions for you at 877-881-1053. Again, loan officers are here. The hardest-working loan officers are the ones that are here on the weekend. Yes. We have some of the lowest refinance rates in the state of Texas. Just yesterday, we were quoting a 15-year mortgage at 3.375, with APRs as low as 3.71. If your rate's at 5.25 or 5.5, do you realize for every $120,000 of loan, if you save 1% on your interest rate, so let's say someone give you a 5% rate versus a 4% rate, that extra 1% of interest rate is going to cost you an extra $100 a month in payment. $100 a month for 1% higher rate on a $120,000 loan. Many of you are sitting out there with $360,000 loans. Just 1% lower in interest rate will save you $300 in interest every month. Do that every year. Now, it's going to go down your savings every year because your principal balance on your loan's coming down every year, and you're only paying interest on how much you still owe on the mortgage. The point is, on a $360,000 loan, just 1% savings will save you $300 each month. If, if you can save 2%, you can do the math. It's double the savings. We have some of the lowest refinance rates in the state of Texas. Our loans are taking off right now. Our team is ready to go. We have loan officers closing millions of dollars of loans every month. And they can take your call at 972-387-4600. While Tress still works out her technology issues, we have some things we want to share with you. One of the things that you always ask us, people say, how much are closing costs going to be on a home loan? Mm -hmm. People say, why are there closing costs in a home loan? Explain to me what these closing costs are. And I have an explanation for you about what closing costs are. That's good. And so I always like to share things with people because they don't really understand what the mortgage world's all about. And you don't need to. That's what we're here for. But we can make it simple for you so you understand why are these things even there. And i like, like, like to explain it as if you, if you're driving around, if you're sitting at home, if you're listening, and you said, I have $200,000 to give to someone for a home loan. And your neighbor comes and knocks on your door and says, I have a home that I want to buy. And the home that I want to buy is $200,000. Will you give me $200,000 for a home loan? Now, you have, a chan- you have a choice. You, as your neighbor, to your neighbor, you can put your money in stocks. You can put money in bonds. You can put money anywhere you want. Or you can just loan money to somebody. If you're a bank, you can, you can invest in all kinds of things. One of the things that banks do is they might say, I'm going to give someone $200,000 for a home loan. But if you did have $200,000 to give somebody, what assurances would you want to have as the person that's giving you all your money? Let's say you you came into that kind of money, and your neighbor wants money from you, and you, they, you say, okay, I'll think about loaning you that money. You want to get paid back your money. You want to make sure that you get paid back because it's just not free money. It has to be paid back. And so you want to make sure of many things to make sure that you're going to get your money paid back. So many people are loose with money. Some people don't really understand finance. They don't understand the idea of getting money paid back. Uh, I don't want to get into politics, but there's actually a lot of things going on there these days. Where I think that your people can just get free things. Everyone's going to get free things. And it doesn't cost anything. Well, when it comes to a mortgage, you've got to pay it back. Or they're going to come take your house from you. So when it comes to closing costs, let's talk about some of the things that are in there and why, for example, if your neighbor came to you to get money, why would you, get an, would you make them get an appraisal for the home, Tress?
0: Uh, would you well, make them get an appraisal? Well, yeah, because you want to know how much it's worth.
1: So they so want $200,000 much... from you. You want to make sure that's it's not worth $100,000. Right. You want to make
0: sure that it's, worth, right. exactly.
1: sure that it's at worth at least $200,000 mm-hmm. because you don't want to all of a sudden, let's say your neighbor doesn't pay you back and you have to take the house back and then you've got to sell it. Well, if you can only sell it for $100,000, you don't want to be loaning them $200,000. Mm-hmm. So that's why we get appraisals. It verifies the collateral. A ver- See the the home loan. The reason you can put so little money down on it, for that kind of money, is because it's backed by collateral that the bank can take back in case you default on it. So if you gave your neighbor two hundred thousand dollars, you want to make sure you have an appraisal. Well, that these days is going to cost you about five hundred to six hundred bucks. Those things used to be three hundred fifty bucks just back twenty years ago. Now they're five hundred to six hundred bucks. For an appraisal, for an appraiser to go out there, as a matter of fact, they're very exact. These appraisers go out there and do, they do a great job. They have to look at all these different things. They have to verify that there are certain things in place. They have to compare it to the neighbor's homes. They have to do all this evaluation. Five to six hundred bucks. That's part of your closing cost.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, in other parts of the world, Tress, they're, they don't have title to a home. When you get a title insurance, they insure. They ensure t- that, the, that the property is free and clear of any other loans. Hmm. They ensure that the property can be owned by you and in the person that wants to get a loan from you. So you want to make sure you get insurance that the title is not encumbered by another loan, by another company, by another person, that someone else doesn't come out and say, hey, I own that property. Right. Next thing you know, you loan them money. I mean, there's some people out there who do some crazy things. They're out there renting properties that they don't even own. That's (laughs) crazy. They're actually doing leases on homes that they don't even own. And so, you know, anyway, when it comes to title insurance, on a $200,000 loan, there might be a couple thousand dollars of title fees for title insurance, for the title company to close your loan for you, cause that's where you typically close a loan. Is that a title company? That's part of your closing costs. So if you are going to give your neighbor two hundred thousand dollars, you sure is you sure going to want to make sure that no one has claim to that property. Right. That it's that it's going to be clear for you to be able to say, hey, I have a I have a loan with this property with this person on it, and you go in and sh- you go and you record it. You have something called recording fees. That's one of the closing costs. They record the title at the court at the county courthouse. It's one of the great things about America is our the, our property here. Our the title to the property is secured in such a way that you can someone can't just go out there and claim it. These these legal documents protect you. There are surveys done. Trust. If you're going to give your neighbor two hundred thousand dollars, what is the survey doing? It's showing you where the property lines are. Mm-hmm. Your neighbor can't come out. Some some other person can't come and say, "Wait a minute, that's my tree." that's my fence that's my pool you have a survey the survey says this is where the property line starts this is where it ends this is where the community property is for the for the neighborhood for the city this is what part this is where the electric lines are this is where the these surveys are going to show you where there might be uh uh, utility pipes and things under the ground,
0: and that's important because you need to know where your property starts and where it ends. Because if there is a fence line issue, it's like, well, is that fence sit on your property or is it on your neighbor's property? And believe
1: it or not, we've seen issues on surveys where people are neighbors are claiming each other's property. So yeah, so Crazy. a survey is going to cost you in some cases anywhere from four hundred dollars to a thousand dollars in some cases, even more sometimes. Wow. So if there is a survey and it's not too old, there hasn't been other additions to the property, more, more uh, buildings put on the property, a survey can last for a while. You might not need a new survey. If the seller of the property had a survey done last year, then you might not need a survey to the property. My point is that you're going to have a survey done in, if it hasn't been done in a while or if no one can find it. There might need to be a new survey to the property. And that can cost you money for closing costs. Uh, there are people that verify the taxes have been paid on the property. Mm-hmm. There's a tax, they call it a tax service fee. There's flood insurance. They have to get verify that the home is not in a flood zone for FEMA. You have to pay for that. You have to pay for that validation. You have to pay for the validation of the tax service to verify the taxes have been paid. You have to verify, you're, you're going to pay for a processor to process the loan, an underwriter to underwrite the loan, a loan officer to originate the loan. There are things that real closing costs. Now, if you're going to give money to your neighbor, you might not want to underwrite your neighbor's income, their assets, their down payment. So you might hire some people to verify that for you. Well, that's what mortgage companies like us do. We verify that you qualify for the loan and that we can give you the money that you're looking for. So people say, why are there th- these closing costs? Because there are actual people v- protecting the property and its collateral and verifying that it can be repaid. Mm-hmm. And that's what closing costs are in a home loan. And so if you have any questions, uh, any other questions about that kind of thing, you can always text us uh, at 877-881-1053. There are a lot of things, other things that are in closing costs as well, but those are just some of the simple things. Uh, you also might have homeowner's insurance and taxes that have to pay at closing. When it's all said and done, some of those things can get rolled into the int- into the interest rate and in the loan. Some of you might have a 4% interest rate, and if you raise the rate by half a percent, you might have any closing costs in the loan. You might hear advertisements, we don't have any closing costs. Well, they're real. They're there. There is going to be title, there is going to be an appraisal. Whether they're going to raise your interest rate or not to make your to make your uh to make those things get paid, uh then that's up to the mortgage company, but the mortgage companies are going to have those fees and they typically can be anywhere from well, about 2 grand to about 5 grand uh, and for those closing costs and plus some of the escrows that go along the way. So, when you're buying a home, some of them can get rolled into the loan. So, be prepared for that it is an option for you. But if you are, again, if you do have a question, you can always text us at 877 881 1053. And you can always call TexasLending.com anytime at 972 387 4600. Trust, you continue to work on <laughs> the fan. Apparently, <laughs> sent out an email this week that said, We have a new uh, text line. And so. Uh, well, the number is the same. Our friends are all trying to work it out. We're trying to yeah. figure it all out. But in the meantime, we have lots of old questions we can still answer for you that came in from prior weeks. Yeah, we have some other interesting things that people want to know about. Here's one, Tress. Can you explain to me APR and why is it different than the interest rate on a home loan?
0: No, I cannot. Come
1: on, Tress. <laughs> make it up. You make could.
0: it up. Uh, I imagine that one is maybe an accrued interest
1: you know, here's what it is. I'll tell you. I'll I'll take you off the hook. I won't put the heat on you.
0: Okay. Thanks. But, yeah. <laughs> I did not do well in accounting. <laughs> well, here's the thing.
1: I can tell you that, well, yes, yeah, it would be. I never had an accounting class in my life. Thank God. But um, if you're an accountant, we love you because you get to sit there all day and look at the numbers. But I can tell you that uh, APR, here's the one thing everyone needs to know. If you're paying on a home loan and you got a great low interest rate, The interest rate that you're quoted is what your mortgage payment is based on. Your mortgage mortgage payment is based on your loan amount and your interest rate. Mm -hmm. The federal government requires that all mortgage companies have an APR that is assigned to that loan along with the interest rate. And if there are any closing costs on a home loan, if there are any closing costs in a home loan, your APR is higher typically higher than your interest rate you're paying in your mortgage. So let's say you, we quoted you a rate I quoted earlier a 15-year mortgage at 3.375 and I quoted an APR of about 3.71. Why is the APR APR higher than the interest rate? I want to explain to you first of all everyone that if you if if you if the rate if you do have these closing costs and there's APR, the larger your loan amount is, this is for anybody out there. The larger your loan amount gets, the smaller the difference is between the APR and the interest rate. Mm-hmm. The lower your loan amount goes, the bigger the difference is between your rate and your APR. Now, I can get into all the reasons of why that's the case, but this, you just need to know that if you have a neighbor who's got a $400,000 loan and you have a $100,000 loan, your APR is going to be higher than your neighbor's, even though if you have the same rate. Mm-hmm. Your payment is only based on your interest rate. But why is there APR? So here's what the government does. This is the most crazy thing. This is the craziest thing for all of you out there. It's very confusing. I'm going to try to make it simple. On the APR versus the interest rate on a home loan, the government includes some of the closing costs in the APR calculation. They don't include all of the closing costs. They only include some of the so some of the closing costs can be included in the APR and some of them don't get included in the Oh well,
0: why would they do that?
1: So you get confused. They used <laughs> to have this form called the Truth in <laughs> Lend they used to have the Truth in Lending form. We uh-huh. always call it the Confusion and Lending form because it would show you what your what closing costs are included in your fi- in the APR, which ones aren't. And it would show, you know, this is how much your interest you're paying over the loan. so it was a very confusing document because people don't think about this stuff every day. Uh-huh. So some companies can confuse you, and some companies can trick you because they're going to have an APR that looks lower than another company mm-hmm. because they're not including the closing costs that are included in the APR. They're, they're going to exclude the closing costs that are included in the APR, in their quote. And so you can get tricked. Companies can trick you. They can, they can just include some of the closing costs that are not included in the APR. They can make the, it makes it look like their rate is lower when their rate can actually be higher and their APR can be lower. It's a, it's a long story.
0: It seems like a long story. And but the thing confusing. is,
1: but but here's the deal. <coughs> Again, if you do have closing costs that are included in the APR, you're going to have your, your APRs can be higher than your rate. When would you have no, when would the rate be the same as the APR when you don't have any closing costs? Oh, really? Yeah, because your rate, here's, there's no closing costs that are included. And uh, so how do they include these closing costs as part of the rate? Here's what they do. Let's say you have $3,000 of closing costs that are included in the APR. Mm-hmm. What the government does is says, well, if those $3,000 of closing costs weren't closing costs, if they were actually rate, this is how much your rate would be if they were over 30 years. If you paid that, that $3,000 out as interest, if you paid that $3,000 out as interest over 30 years, it would make your rate this much higher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so basically what it's saying is you can raise your rate to 3.71 and it would pay off these closing costs. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I was quoting earlier 3.375 with an APR of 3.71. Well, basically the government's saying, well, if you just raised your rate to 3.71, you could take care of all these closing costs. Then your rate would be the same as your APR. Okay, well, thanks a lot. Appreciate that. But it's very confusing to people. And the good thing that when people will call us up and they'll say, here's my rate, and actually they're quoting me as their APR. Your rate is what your payment is based on. Hmm. And here's another t- – th- th- sometimes you can actually have an APR that is lower than your interest rate. Mm-hmm. And how can that happen? That can happen if you have an, int- an adjustable rate mortgage. Some people might have an adjustable rate mortgage, let's say, at 5%, but if it actually adjusts, it could go down to 4%. And so in that instance, someone could actually have a lower APR. Though so that's That's all my APR talk for now. We're going to take a break because <laughs> we are running out of this segment's time. <laughs> But you can also text us at 877-881. Trust is still trying to get to your text. Uh, they, have, they have, just like APR, they've made it a challenge to find your text today. 877-881-1053. <laughs> 972-387-4600. You can call our office. You can go online to TexasLending.com. Uh, hopefully we are making your mornings better here on the fan, sharing with you all the things about your home loan. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to get to more of your questions and more answers for you about their home loans on the com Mortgage Show on 105.3 The Fan. Back in the TexasHoney.com Mortgage Show, Kevin Miller, Trust Collins, sharing with you all the things you might want to know about a mortgage and some of the things that you don't want to know about a mortgage. We're going to tell you anyway. Make sure you listen in every Saturday here on The Fan from 8 to 9 in the morning. And uh, we are sharing with you earlier about the differences between a rate and an APR. We share with you why our closing costs on a home loan. There are so many other things to get to. One of the things that people want to know is how do they get rid of PMI? And we'll share that with you in this segment here. Some of you have a mortgage loan. And when you bought that home loan, you ended up putting down less than 20%. Let's say you got yourself a conventional loan. Let's say you put down 5% or an FHA loan and you put down 5%. And you have what they call mortgage insurance or PMI or one of those things on it. How do you get rid of it? Some people will call up, "How do I get rid of my PMI?" Well, one of the ways to do it is to refinance. Especially, especially if you have uh a rate of over 5% right now, you can one get rid of your PMI and if you have 20 if, as long as you have 20% equity in your house now. You may be able to get rid of that PMI. If you got an FHA loan, though, you might not be able to get rid of that PMI just yet. Uh, FHA loans typically will have, for example, on a thirty-year FHA loan, you're going to have mortgage insurance for the life of the loan unless you refinance out of it.
0: We we have a question. You have a question? Are they starting I'm to trickle to in? Able see? Yes. We have this. Our board guy is awesome. We have this workaround that we're doing where he's actually copying and pasting. Well, what he's copying text? and pasting the text in because
1: again, the the fan changed the text line. Uh, which is probably more efficient and cost-effective for them. However, we didn't get the memo. We didn't get so,
0: the memo. Okay, so, so our first question is, my husband and I have a mortgage loan with a 4% interest rate. Would it be beneficial for us to refinance for a lower rate? We've been in our house for 11 years, and our credit is 705 and
1: 640 We owe $123,000. So they're at a 4% rate, and they're wondering, is it better? Is it okay for them to refinance?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of you are sitting out there on rates of 3.875, 4%, 4 and 8th. An you're wondering, is it worth it? Uh, I can tell you that if you, on a $123,000 loan, on that loan size, if you tried to refinance right now, you might find a rate of about 3.625, somewhere around there. And that might be if you have an origination fee. For example, I quoted 3.375 earlier. Mm-hmm. That would be for a loan of, call it 220000 uh with 20% equity and 740 credit scores. This person has scores of 705 and 640. Their rate might actually be higher if they went and refinanced. It might be higher than 3.625 because of the credit scores. Mm -hmm. With that 640 credit score, once you start getting under 740, if you go down to 720 or 700 or 680, every 20 points you go down in credit score, your interest rate goes up. And so with a 640 score on a conventional loan, that person might find a rate closer to what the rate is right now, around 4%. Mm-hmm. So if they had a 740 score, if this person had a 740 score and their loan size was 220000 they might be able to find that rate of 3.375. But I don't know if that's going to be worth it for them to refinance. On $123,000, if they save half a percent on their interest rate, they might save 50 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But is it worth it to pay the closing cost on that? They only have eleven years left, and I say no. Mm. I don't think it's going to be worth that person to refinance because they're not their closing costs. It'd be a wash between what their closing costs are and the money that they're going to save every month for the next, for the next eleven years. Stay tuned, though. Pay attention. That person who wrote that ta- or that that text. There is an election next year.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
1: all kinds of funny business that goes on with the Federal Reserve and their push for direction of interest rates and the, and the market that's out there. There are, This stock market can be very political. The interest rates can be very political. Uh, there are people that would do anything to make people hurt so that there is a change in the White House. There are people that would do anything to make the market better to keep that person in the White House. There is a struggle. And what I'm saying is that in the next year and a half, you're going to see – Interesting things going on, I believe, that are politically motivated. Uh, and if you don't think the market can be politically managed, then uh, I, I, I think that you might be a little bit naive. So there are things that are might go on in the next year and a half that might cause rates to go up. There are things that might cause rates to go down. If the rates are – go if they go down another half a percent – There are so many people that are sitting at four or four and a half percent that might be able to refinance, especially if you have 25 years left in your mortgage. And let's say you could refinance it to a 15 year loan or even a 20 year loan and drop your interest rate. Rates are great right now, a lot of refinancing going on. If someone's at four and three quarters percent or higher, yeah, if you're at four and three quarters percent and you can drop one percent. It might make sense to go to a ten-year loan here, mm-hmm. but they're at four. Their rate might be at four if they refinance because their credit score is a little low. So that's a lot of explanation for one one question.
0: Well, sometimes you know, there's you have options. You yeah. know, so that's why it, it's lengthy. It's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Good to know.
1: That person, for example, they might have a lot of equity in their home. Mm-hmm. That person maybe has, if they have ten, fifteen, thirty thousand dollars of credit cards, they might be able to save five hundred bucks a month or a thousand dollars a month on credit cards by refinancing it into a nice low rate. Because I've seen credit card interest rates being quoted now at 25%. -hmm. New credit cards are being sent to me that say, hey, you can get a nice low 25% interest rate on a credit card. Um, You might be able to drop that rate by about 80% if you get it into a mortgage and you might be able to save – someone with $30,000 a credit card might be able to save $1,000 every month Mm -hmm. and apply that to their mortgage, getting rid of the credit cards and paying their mortgage off faster because they're no longer paying – 25% 25% interest on $30,000 every year. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to save a bunch of money with a cash out refinance for someone in that similar instance with, you might have a lot of credit cards. So thank you for your question. And do you have any more?
0: Yeah, we do, but I think we have to take our last break and then maybe do a lightning round with the questions Yeah, that they're we're starting getting. Y- your <laughs> questions
1: are coming in. We have your questions now. They are a little bit, we were challenged earlier, but we are over our challenges. And so if you have any last questions, 877 1053 we have a few to answer when we come back here on the Texas com Morgan Show, 1053 the Fan. All right. Welcome back to the Texas com Morgan Show. We are in the lightning round. We only have a few minutes left, but we have questions we and answers for you. Truss, are you ready?
0: I'm ready. Let's do it. Yes. I'm somebody says, well, they asked, Do you play? Do, do you pay closing costs on an FHA refinance? And then they said what they meant was a closing cost on an FHA streamline refinance.
1: I'm assuming they want to know whether they have to pay closing costs <laughs> on an FHA streamline. Yes,
0: I'm sure that's what they
1: mean. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about that. We talked about closing costs earlier. What are they? And you want to know, hey, if I want to get a refinance, do I have to pay closing costs again? The closing costs are real. If it's a new loan, then there are going to be closing costs. However... On a streamline refinance, they are typically rolled into the interest rate. Hmm. So if you are sitting at five and a quarter or five and a half or something like that, we have been refinancing a lot of streamlines recently at VA and FHA. Your closing costs will typically get rolled into the interest rate. There might be some title fees on there. Some of you say, well, well there might be title fees rolled into the loan. they might not be in the interest rate. You can make that decision, but I know this. For it to be, there are, there are different levels of streamline, okay? Streamline would mean we don't have to verify your income. We don't have to get an appraisal. That would be the fastest streamline, the least expensive, because there's not an appraisal. How do you get an FHA streamline with no appraisal? Your new loan amount has to be lower than your original loan amount. Hmm. So if you got an FHA loan and you want to streamline on an FHA loan, FHA already knows what the home value is worth. If your new loan amount is going to be less than your original loan amount. They don't need a new appraisal. When would you have a higher loan amount? If you got your loan last year and we have to roll in new taxes and insurance into your new loan, yeah, you're going to get your tax and insurance escrows back from your old loan. But if we have to roll that stuff into your new loan, your loan amount can be higher. Mm. So there are circumstances where you can roll that in, but it might not be a streamlined refinance. If your rate, loan amount is going to be higher, you're going to have to get an appraisal. Mm-hmm. So that's why some people, they want to have all the stuff rolled in because they don't want to have to pay for an appraisal. Um, however, you, there, it, there are some FHA streamlines that don't require income because your payment's going down. So if your payment's going down, your loan amount's less than your original loan amount, you don't need to verify income, and you don't need to have an appraisal. There are circumstances when you need both appraisal and income. If your payment's going up, why would it go up if you're going to a 15-year loan? Mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're going to have to pay back the loan twice as fast so your payment might actually go up. Your rate might be lower. You might be paying lower in interest, but you're going to be paying higher principal every month so your payment could actually go up. So you do have to Im- document your income. So there are different levels of streamline. Some require the income and the appraisal because your loan amount's going up and your pay- payments going up. Some, some you don't need them. So are there cr- closing costs? Depends on how you want to get it set up.
0: See, so many moving parts.
1: So many moving parts, <laughs> so many questions, so little time to answer them. Next. All right,
0: here we go. Good morning. Someone told me if your appraisal goes to a certain percentage, that, but you don't know what the percentage is, if it's higher than you're paying for the home, the closing costs can be waived. Have you heard of this?
1: So, you know, that. Th- listen, if you're trying to buy a home and the seller is selling you the home for 200000 and you're going to pay your closing costs, well all of a sudden the appraisal comes in at 210. Okay, it's worth higher than what they were selling it for. You and the seller can get together and change the purchase price to increase it and have the seller color cover the closing cost for you. Maybe they'll say, "Okay, we'll sell it for 204." And then the seller will pay $4,000 of closing cost for you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so instead of selling it for 200, they're going to increase the so if the appraisal comes in a little bit higher, and you, want, you and the seller want to negotiate a higher price so that you, they, can co- they can cover the closing cost out of the sales price. The seller will pay the closing cost. That's an option. Another option, the lender can cover them in your interest rate. That's another option. Another option, you can get gift funds from a relative for your closing costs. There are different ways to do these things. Uh, there are many options. I don't want to name them all because I make some people mad by telling the truth. Um, <laughs> I've made people mad by saying these are the legal entities that can pay your closing costs. and then people say you're trying to take money from me. I'm not. The yeah. builder, for example, the builder can pay your closing costs out of the per- out of the sales price. Uh, there are other entities that can pay closing costs for you. Again. And we're not going to name those people t- right now. Well, so that's good because we're running
0: out of time, and we got two more questions. Yes, are you ready? Yes. I have a thirty-year note that I've paid two years on with PMI. I owe one hundred and fifty-five thousand. Is it worth two hundred and five thousand that I can get rid of PMI with a refinance?
1: So eighty percent of two hundred and five thousand is one hundred and sixty-four thousand. That's eighty mm-hmm. percent. If you refinance, if you can get that refinance, I'm going to take that to a twenty-year loan. If you've had it for a couple years, you might want to refinance it to a 20-year loan. You can get rid of the PMI as long as your home appraises at 205 and your loan amount stays under 164,000. All possible. All right. With TexasLending.com.
0: Last one. Yes. You have to answer quick. Do you do anything with refinancing or financing manufactured homes?
1: We have uh, some manufactured home financing. You're going to need to have a great credit score. Uh, We'll have to take a look at it and make sure that it's attached to the land and all that. We do have some some manufactured home financing programs, so make sure uh, you. We can take a look at it for you. There are also companies who focus only on manufactured home loans, uh-huh. and so those are some other options for you as well. But you're going to have to have a credit score of 680 or higher if we're going to do your manufactured home loan for you here at Texasony.com. Yeah. we have running out. Of, we have run out of time. We have 20 yeah. seconds left. So Tress, any last words for all your fans out there on the fan?
0: Um, yeah, call. Cool.
1: Call our office. Call,
0: it's free. We have loan options. <laughs> You'd yeah, be crazy not to call.
1: No cost to apply for a home loan. Yeah. Only if you accept the terms and you want to go forward with it. So make sure you call now, 972-387-4600. See you next week on 105.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?